Hello. Hello. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the True Fans Podcast, uh, a place to talk about football and other sport far too much. I'm a, I'm here once again with uh, a living legend. We play football together many times. Great friend of mine, Sam. How are you, Sam? I'm all right, mate. Thanks for having me on again. Oh, no problem, mate. No, we, we did say last time that we're going to do this uh, once again. Obviously, everybody wants to know who uh, will win the uh, Premier League table prediction. Um, have you kind of... Has the anger left you since uh, what happened on Sunday? Are you a bit more calmer now? Or is it, is it, still, is it still very annoying? In true honesty, I was, I was never angry. It was more disappointment than anything to see how much we dropped off after the break. Yeah, yeah. So we'll talk about each team and 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 where uh, they finish. Before we do that, though, I've um, obviously we like to do our quizzes. Um, we're gonna we're not gonna do this this time. We're gonna uh, basically do something called react to the stats. So I have thirty crazy Premier League stats that we're gonna just talk about, and I'll ask you questions and ask for your opinion. Um, so the first one that I've got here, shout out to BT uh, Sport, which has provided us with the stats. Uh, they said here that Spurs finished the 2019-20 Premier League campaign on 59 points. Their lowest Premier League point tally in 11 years. They still finished above Arsenal. So my question there to you, Sam, how much work does Spurs and Arsenal have to do to contend for even top four, really? I think with Spurs and... Arsenal, both of the going forwards, their their attack is the best in the league. With Spurs, you've got Son, Kane, uh, Mora, Bergwijn. With Arsenal, you've got Pepe, Bamiang, Lacazette. It's just the defenses that need improving. I think as well. I think because of how Chelsea have strengthened, uh, Man U look like they're going to strengthen in the summer, um, and how they've turned around their season. Liverpool and Man City, of course, are going to be up there. It's going to be tough to get in the top four. Yeah, I think so. With both teams, as I said, defence, but with Arsenal in particular, they need better centre backs. Oh, most definitely. Rob, Rob Holding's one for the future they've, I know they've got that I think his name's William Saliba coming back in but he's, yes. he seems very he seems very young and not experienced enough in the Premier yeah I think everybody was looking at David Luiz as, as a strong one I think Socrates I, I thought that he was going to be very good coming in but yeah they need that leader they need that leader at the back line I think Leno he's a great goalkeeper but just doesn't have the defence in front of him um, next stat here is uh, Roberto Firmino only scored once at home all season in the league. Uh, my question uh, here for you, Sam, is uh, do you think Liverpool need a striker to score twenty plus goals a season? I think I don't. I think Firmino's dropped off a little bit this season, but I think he's one of the key players that actually brings Sal- Salah and Mane into the game that people don't actually realise. He's a workhorse. He, he really is, and I think. Looking at it, I do think we need a striker that will score twenty plus goals a season because I think with that, with him, Salah and Mane, I think Roberto Firmino can drop back into that midfield as sort of a cam role um, yeah. and stuff like that because you know the amount of times he gets back goes forward, but you know to think that he's only scored once at home all season, it, it goals go throughout the whole Liverpool squad, but you want a striker which in the in them big games, you know, like an Abamyang, like an Aguero, you know, people that you know will get the goals. Um, 
Okay, this is a this is an interesting one. Um, uh, this is one that I uh, I'm interested uh, for your opinion on this one. Allison recorded same number of assists as Raheem Sterling. My question is, Raheem Sterling, of course, a great player for Man City, really come on. Do you think uh, he should move as a striker? Put, put Sterling as a striker. Yeah. Um. I don't. I. I couldn't. I don't think I could imagine Sterling being a striker. I don't think he makes any kind of like strike off the ball runs. Yeah, he seems to be someone that likes to get out wide, then get out there, man. Yeah, I think. I think because Aguero, you know, looks injured coming to the end of his career, I think they are going to look at for a striker. But you know, if you're a winger on that one, they have so many wingers: Mares, Bernardo Silva. Um, yeah, I think he's going to have to work hard to get his place in the Man City team. Um, but, you know, the fact that goalkeepers have the same number of assists as him this season is, you know, not the best, uh, in my in my opinion. Um, we just talked about Liverpool. Let's talk about your club, Leicester City, here. Jamie Vardy is the oldest player ever to win the Premier League Golden Boot Award. Um, my question is, how pivotal is Jamie Vardy and... Uh, the season you've had, not just this season, for the past couple of years, ever since you won the league. Especially this season, if you take Jamie Vardy out of the Leicester City team, we we would not be in a European position. I reckon we'd be tenth or below. Yeah, middle ta- mid table. Yeah, honestly, for I think is he thirty two, thirty three. Yeah, he's get yeah. I think it might be thirty three. Is for thirty three on his work rate. So, absolutely world class he's a, he's a massive part of Leicester City and I think yes he is he's getting on a bit now and I think you know the time is right now for him to um, for Leicester to, to get a new striker I was really disappointed in Ian Acho this season um, because when he came from Man City I thought you know what he's done for Man City was incredible but I think his fitness is a big problem and uh, I don't think they have that second striker and um, I think uh, with Inacho, Inacho's played. He's definitely been better this season. I think he's had a bit more confidence because he's came on like the game against Everton where he got an assist and scored the winner in like the last game, kick of the game. Yeah. With Leicester, though, we, we I think I, I do agree with you. I think we do need a, a new striker for when because maybe even if it's just to back Inacho up because when Vardy leaves, I imagine Inacho will. Oh, I say when Vardy leaves, when Vardy slows down. I imagine he will be the champs if we don't start sign a better striker. Do you um do you think that uh Leicester's gonna adapt the way that they play um when Vardy, you know, leaves or doesn't play many games because you know, Route One football was was sort of the football they played in the in their winning season. Do you think they're gonna have to adapt differently to the players they're gonna bring in? I th- I think when Vardy leaves we'll- I say, yeah, with Ronnie's, we've become more of a possession-based side. I mean, we have played quite a bit. Of, we've worked, definitely came on in better as a possession team this year. Yeah. But I think it's going to become more like less than slip Ronnie's. All right, brilliant. Okay, next that here. Uh, and, uh, Andy Robertson and Trent Alexander-Arnold provided 25 Premier League Premier League assists this season between them. More than David Beckham, Ryan Giggs, Paul Scholes and Teddy Sheringham managed between them in the 1998-99 to season. How 
important is Robertson and Trent Alexander-Arnold in an attacking sense? And could you see both of them move up the pitch, maybe in centre midfield or even as a wing-back? In regards to the last question, the only person I could see ever moving up the pitch would be Trent Alexander-Arnold. Yeah. Into like a centre mid role. Yeah. I think Robertson's the perfect left-back. You'll get forward, but you'll always know they'll be back as well. Yeah, I think Trent's positioning, I think this year especially, is, it has been a little bit off. I think Robertson's a better, well-rounded player, but I think Trent Alexander-Arnold and De Bruyne are maybe in a popular opinion, but both of them are probably one of the best crosses and passes of the ball in the league. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, OK, let's... Um, Let's, let's talk about Manchester United then and an integral part um, of Manchester United and where they finish the season. This is two stats, so we'll kind of um, put them together. Uh, the first one here is, since Bruno Fernandes made his Premier League debut, Man U have won more Premier League points in, than any other team and Bruno has uh, Bruno Fernandes had directly involved in more goals since the Premier League restart than any other player. Eight goals and seven assists. A question to you, is Bruno Fernandes the reason why they finished in the Champions League places? I'm going to say yes. I think what he's brought, I think to, so. I think what he's yeah. brought to United is offered, he's been able to get Pogba to get forward a little bit more. And Elvis Jordan out of the attack. Because Matt, I think a revelation this season has been Matic in terms of him for Man United. Yeah. I do think United have been lucky with some things. Yeah. But overall, I think he has changed how United season for the better. Okay, all right. all right. So this, again, is another stat that we're going to do twice. Uh, this is about Manchester City here. Uh, Man City have scored four or more goals in a single match on 11 different occasions, including an 8-0 victory against Watford in September. And they have scored 100-plus goals in a Premier League season for the third time in seven seasons. Um, my question is here, if you name three players who uh, are the reason why they've scored that many goals in the Premier League, who would, what three players would you name? For Man City. Man City, yeah. De Bruyne, of course. Yeah. Uh, Aguero. And yeah. I think I'd probably go Sterling for the last three seasons. Yeah, he's been a big part of it. Yeah. Okay, and then the final stat here is about Arsenal. We touched um, we touched on them a little bit about their attacking uh, quality because they do have a fantastic attacking quality. Uh, only Nicolas Pepe created more chances for Arsenal in the Premier League than Meza Ozil did. Uh, Ozil last started a game in the league for Arsenal on March the 7th. Um, we'll kind of split this up. Uh, Nicolas Pepe, uh, he didn't set the world on fire. He wasn't like a Salah when he first arrived. But has he been as important as a Bamiang at Lacazette? And do you think Urza will leave the summer? I don't think Pepe's been more effective than Lacazette, uh, than Lacazette, than a Bamiang, sorry. But I don't, I don't understand why so many people, it's almost like they disrespect him. I think he's. I do think his quality. 
you just have, having time to adapt to the Premier League. I am, um, oh, as, as most of a lot of people do, I watch uh, Arsenal fan TV and they do and they do the player ratings. And, you know, I, I don't mind them giving ratings. I think every football fan has got an opinion. Obviously, we, we do this podcast to voice our opinion. But they when they do the player ratings, they say, Leno, 9 out of 10. Aubameyang, like 10 out of 10 when he scores a goal. You know, Lacazette, always a high number. With Pepe, they give like sixes and sevens. And looking at the stats... Pepe is a very, very attacking-minded player who creates opportunities. And I agree with you, you know, that he probably doesn't get the respect he deserves uh, uh, at Arsenal. Um, But, I mean, we've got to see Arsenal did better, I think, uh, since the restart. Um, But, yeah, still still a very uh, average position for them. in the league. So, right, let's get on to the main bit of the, pro, uh, the podcast then, the Premier League Table Challenge. So, if you guys don't know about this, we did a podcast, was it a couple of weeks ago, about three or four weeks ago? Yeah, I think so. Um, predicting our Premier League table. We did say that when the season finished, we were going to react to it. So, it's a bit of a challenge. So, what we're going to do is if me and Sam get the same position we each get a point if somebody's off and uh, but the other person gets a point um then obviously it'll only go one point if it's a draw then we're gonna and this is what i didn't tell sam so this is gonna be interesting we have to see how many teams we got right in the relegation places and the champions league places so that's going to be what we're going to do um today so starting off so just obviously everybody refresh as we go up we'll start from the bottom uh norwich i put norwich at the bottom did you i did not i i didn't believe in them and i put aston villa Wow. Wow. So I did put Norwich. They did finish bottom, uh, relegated before any other team. So that is a point to me. Um, why do you think, coming back to it, I know I asked you on the previous podcast, why do you think Norwich, why did you think that Norwich would survive? I just I just thought they did have a, a bit more creativity in their team with players such as like Buendia, Cantwell and Pukki. Yeah. I, I think they just dropped off massively. Yeah, I think I think in some games, especially that Southampton game early on in the in the restart, you know, they lost three 0 They are games which you really should be getting three uh, points. So I did get a point uh, for that one. Nineteenth, uh, I put West Ham. Who did you put? I put Bournemouth. Oh, so close. Watford, nineteenth. So no points there. Uh, we'll talk about Watford. Um, do you think they'll be back? And do you think a lot of their players like Fraser Foster? Forster, I should say, that Saar, that is Marla Saar, uh, Troy Deeney, uh, Will Hughes, do you think they'll go elsewhere? I think, I don't think Deeney, Foster in that world, but I've, Leicester have been uh, linked quite a bit with Ismail Saar, so okay. we yeah. might take him, but I don't, I don't see anyone else really leaving. No, I, I, I think Saar will be a great player, because I think all Brighton, he's steady, isn't he? He's not, you know... He is a good player, but he's steady. Perez has not really kicked on as, as what I thought he would do. I thought that would be a great signing. So I think Saar would be a fantastic addition down that right-hand side. Uh, 18th, I put Aston Villa. Who did you I put? put? I put Norwich. 
So you so you put them a little bit higher. Uh, that was Bournemouth. Uh, I'm really I was really upset that Bournemouth got relegated. I like Bournemouth and I think they've got some good players. Do you think they'll be the strongest in the Championship next season? Yeah, but I do ultimately feel so- feel sorry for Bournemouth because of the Aston Villa versus Sheffield United game where the ball was clearly carried over the line. I if think that, that yeah if that was given. Bournemouth would be staying up and Villa would be going down. Uh, Villa would be going down. Yeah, I um, yeah, I I could really see Villa being in a lot of trouble next season. I think that they, you know it it could be. Um, obviously, we'll yet to we yet to see who comes up from the Championship. Of course, we know Leeds are, uh, and Leeds are going to hopefully do well. Uh, my 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 uncle's a Leeds fan, so uh, hopefully he can uh, hopefully have some good time and we can have a. Bit of a derby, can't we? Leicester Leeds. That'll be a bit of an interesting game. Uh, one to watch. Seventeenth. Uh, I put Bournemouth. I really think they were going to survive. Uh, where did you put? I put Watford at seventeenth. I thought they'd survive. Yeah. So I think at the bottom, like you know, we've kind of just done it in different order. Aston Villa. We've just commented about them. Um, so I uh, yeah, we won't say any more about uh, Villa. Oh, oh yeah, no, we can just say about Jack Grealish. Do you think he'll go? Do you think he'll go now? I think he'll go, but I don't think he'll go to United. Oh God, no, no, I don't think. He, I think I think Man U are too good now, really. Man, I think yeah. they've got their no, strong really. team now. Uh, what do so you think? Another mid-table club? I can see him going to like someone like a Spurs, maybe. I can see him going to Everton. Yeah, I think I'd really kick him on with Carlo Ancelotti there. I think you know he's he's been very good manager. Uh, number. 16th 16th place uh, I put Watford who did you put? I put West Ham well you get a point there mate 16th for West Ham um, one all there Sam levelling it up uh, West Ham surviving the drop I actually put them 19th which I definitely thought they'd be down they had some awful awful performances but uh, they've really turned their season around didn't they? Yeah, I think they started to turn around after lockdown after that win against Chelsea. I think that was a big, big three points. A very big three points there. And yeah, they looked a little bit more hungry, didn't they? I mean, Antonio, he set the world on fire, didn't he, with his goals? And Yarmolenko as well. Um, very good, very good. Right. 15th, uh, I've gone for Brighton. I also had Brighton. So that means it's to all as Brighton do finish 15th. Um, Bit of a controversial question because they have been, they did do better uh, since uh, Project Restart. Do you think that Arsenal game that they won, do you think that saved them? I think, I think it sort of kickstarted the season again. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it, I think that played a big part in them staying up, get them confidence. Okay, I was really off with this one uh, because I've just noticed who actually finished there. Um, I put 14 if I put Newcastle. Uh, I put Burnley. Okay, so we don't we don't get either of us don't get points there because uh, Crystal Palace finished 14. Do you think they dropped off? Yes, according to my predictions, yes, they did a lot. Well, I put Crystal Palace ninth. I put them eighth. Yeah, so we really put them high. Um, Let's have a little bit. Talk, let's have a little bit of a conversation about Zaha because I think he's always been in amongst it. He's always been predicted back to Man U. 
I've watched him during this project restart. I've tried to watch as many games as possible because it's been something to do. He's not going to fit in a top six club. I really don't think. I don't think he'll. He says, "Oh, I want to play Champions League football." He's that quality for him. I don't think he's top four material, in my opinion. He, he's been linked with um, Leicester and Everton, one of them two, but no one wants to pay more than like thirty-five million for him. Oh God, no. I can't see it. It's that, really. I mean, would you would you uh, happily take him at Leicester? I don't. I take him for like nothing more than thirty because he's yeah. dropped off in seasons. Yeah, I just I never don't really think he's got going. I think he has a promise to be, but not um, not really there. Uh, Mid table for me. I've just looked over at the at the actual table of mine. I'm really off here, uh, but we'll we'll carry on. Thirteenth, uh, I put Southampton. I also put Southampton in thirteenth. But uh, unfortunately, they did finish two point two uh, places higher. Uh, Newcastle were the team that finished first team. A bit of an average season for them, but I think they'll get invested a lot of money, won't they? Yeah, it it all depends because it's been going on for the takeover's been going on for a couple of months now, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well. Okay, guys, this has not been confirmed, but Mbappe, Ronaldo and Messi are coming to Newcastle. Uh, that, that's going to happen, I think, with this new owner. Uh, only, Newcastle. Only, only Newcastle could still get relegated with that team. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Well, it, it's what if they want to invest, like we've seen it with a lot of a lot of football teams where they're, you know, their owners are, have got a lot of money but just don't want to invest. Um, we've seen that really with Arsenal. I think Arsenal have been a team that have... Uh, Tottenham as well I think they've invested more in stadium than they have in players um, but we'll come on to them uh, 12th I put Burnley I put Newcastle oh, very close for you then uh, it was actually Everton um, my question is about the manager we mentioned him Carlo Ancelotti um, do you think he should be at Everton or do you think he should be at a top club I think he should I think he should be a little... No disrespect to Everton, I think he should be a bigger club. Yeah. I just think he's too quality. I think... I mean, I can remember that sort of time when Tottenham sacked Pochettino and then they got Mourinho and then Arsenal kind of sacked uh, Unai Emery and stuff like that. And I really did think Ancelotti was going to go to Arsenal. But the fact that they missed out on Everton... I. I really did think he would go there because he's a good, he's a great coach. But yeah, when it when he was announced for Everton, I was like, wow, I did not see that coming. Um, yeah, that was a very very big. But I mean, they survived, didn't they? They were doing awfully um, this season before the, and then we went into lockdown, so they picked it back up. Eleventh, uh, I've gone for Arsenal. I've eleventh. Okay, so it was actually Southampton. Uh, talked about Danny Ings then. A lot of people predicted that he is the man um, that deserves an England shot uh, under Gareth Southgate. Nice to uh, give different players a chance. Do you think he should be uh, alongside Harry Kane in the England squad? I wouldn't. I wouldn't start him, but I'd definitely give him an England cap and give him some chance to show what he can do on an international level. Yeah, I think there's a lot of young lads that are going to be over him, and we'll talk about obviously what. Top, what really uh, Chelsea has to offer in the striker department Man U of course when we get on to them um, as well so we'll, we'll kind of speed this up a little bit uh, Everton uh, I put in 10th I put Sheffield United 
Oh, close range. You've had some close ones. You've had some close ones. Um, yeah, I've, uh, I've, yeah, Burnley was uh, was ten, so a mid-table uh, finish uh, for them. So still pretty good. They were struggling at the beginning of the season. Uh, ninth, I went. Oh, this was shocking. Crystal Palace. I went no. Arsenal at ninth. Yeah, and it was Sheffield United. Great season for them, weren't they? What a great season for them. The fact that Villa was struggling, Norwich are down. It's good that a promoted team stays in the uh, stays in the league. Yeah, so, uh, I, don't, I think even even though they did have a chance at Europe, I don't think any any Sheffield United fan or play. It's a great season, really. And I think as well, I mean, obviously it would have been fantastic to see them in the Champions League Europa League. But with Wolves, Wolves have had a very, very long season and not a big squad. If you're going to play in Europa League and the fact you can play Thursday, then Sunday, that on your players and then top players that play in both competitions, that's really going to struggle. So probably in hindsight was the best thing to kind of finish up there, but not really Europa League football. Um Eighth, I put Sheffield United, so quite close for me. Who did you put? Crystal Palace. Ooh, mate. That, that, is, that was a bit of a tough one. Um, yeah, we spoke about Arsenal a lot on this podcast, so we'll kind of move on. Uh, hang on. Yes, Dad? I'm doing a podcast. Okay, so... Um, Seventh, we did. We went wolves. I also went wolves. So there we go, mate. Three uh, for three. Uh, wolves. Well, another great season for them. Yeah, it's, you'd be surprised since they're in Europe. Still, they're still in Europe, I believe. Yes, they are. Yeah, they've still got a shot at Champions League if they, they win. I think they deserve it. I think their style of play is absolutely fantastic. Got some great quality players all around the pitch. I mean, you've got to have Matinho, Neves, Jimenez, Traore. They've got some fantastic players. They're great coach as well uh, in Wolves. Sixth, I went for Tottenham. I also went for Spurs. Four all, mate. Four all. We're, we're, when we get to the top, we're kind of agreeing on certain certain bits. Yeah. Uh we mentioned Tottenham when uh, the start where they need to invest. You said about the centre halves um, and the defensive uh, area. Who, if you were a Tottenham fan and you thought, all right, dream signing, who would you who would you take? Oh, for a centre back role. Yeah. Um, there's there's uh, this guy for Celtic. There's this guy called like Christian Asia. Who's to like twenty two, six foot five? It looks class. I think it'd really work well in the Tottenham team. I'm I'm going to go to a bit different. I'm going to uh, up and uh, I'm hopefully I can say his name oh. right. Up and Meccano from yeah, RB Leipzig. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. He, look, he sounds really good. Um, I think Arsenal are in for him. Yeah, I can't say Arsenal getting a lot of top quality players. Uh, but yeah. they're, they're linked for party, aren't they? And stuff like that as well to improve their midfield as well. So, yeah, I think we could see a lot of big purchases uh, in well in the limited amount of window we have. We've not heard that there's going to be an extension. So, uh, moving on, Leicester City finished in fifth. I had Man United. Where did you have them? I put Chelsea in fifth. Oh, so no points there. Uh, obviously, we spoke at the top of the programme about Leicester and how they dropped off. Yeah, awful, weren't it? Awful from them. 
we really should have finished Champions League football. I, I really did think that they were going to finish there, as you as you can probably tell by my next pick, which I've got them in fourth. Uh, where, who have you got in fourth place? I also went for Leicester in fourth. Yeah, so that I mean that's tough. That's quite tough. Uh, third, I went for Chelsea. I put Manchester United. So you may, honestly, you. I think you've won this now. I think that's an early prediction. You've won it. Uh, hindsight, mate. I, how did you get that? Talk to us, mate. I just. It's just the way they were playing because Leicester. Were, I think we did this after the. Was it after the Brighton game? I believe so. Well, yeah. Man United looked stronger. Team Leicester just looked shaky all over the place. I just had this sour feeling that you know I would overtake us. And uh, so we we said about Danny Ings having a chance in England. Um, Mason Greenwood, what an incredible uh, seasons he's had it since Project Restart happened. Um, future England star, can you see him scoring goals? Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. He looked incredible. Uh, we did mention him when we spoke about Chelsea, but Tammy Abraham. So, do you think? Do you think him, Tammy Abraham, Mason Greenwood, Harry Kane, do you think we have that big collection of strikers now? Yeah, I do. But out of like the four main English strikers, that are not including Vardy because Vardy's retired, I think I wouldn't take Abraham out of the Kane, him, uh, Ings and Greenwood. Okay. Because I, I don't think Kane and Ings are like the most agile players. But then you've got Greenwood. But I don't think... Abraham's that quick off the pit, quick to be honest. Yeah, I think probably play Kane. It, I mean, it obviously depends on what formation they're playing, but probably play Kane and Greenwood. They'll work well together, and then maybe bring Ings on. You know, at the end of the probably, you know, there's a bit of an impact sub uh, coming off the bench. So, uh, well, I mean, we'll obviously probably do a true fans podcast very later on when there's a Euros and kind of react to the team. Uh, second, if you're going for second, I've gone for Man City. I've also gone for Man City. So, you know, it's a little bit of a... Uh, kind of really, it was a definite, wasn't it? And then the top, on 99 points, Liverpool winning the league. Uh, I've put them as top champions. They they were champions, where we put them, mate? I've also put them in first place. Well, there we go then. And you win with very, very tight as well, 7-6. Congratulations, mate. The Man United one. Lucky guess, that one, I reckon. That was a very, very... That that won it. I knew it was the beginning of the end there. Um, Yeah, so Sam, you take it. We'll probably do one earlier in the season. So probably early in the season. um, And then we'll react to it. So that'll be quite interesting to see. because obviously we only had a couple of months and we kind of guessed, especially like at the bottom, really. Um, so thank you for, that is the end of the uh, True Fans podcast. Thank you so much for Sam. Definitely get you back on, mate. I love doing these podcasts with you. Um, so yeah, definitely get you back on. Um, if you guys want to join me on a True Fans podcast, let me know via my Instagram, FRC uh, underscore podcast. Um, thanks again to Sam. Um, Hopefully you can do some more podcasts and I can join you on your channel. It'd be a pleasure, mate. Thank you very much. Oh, no problem, mate. All right, guys. I don't know where the next podcast will be, but I know it'll be something you love. See you in a bit.